What's up, everybody? It is Thursday, August 20th, and you are listening to Cue the Banter. Stick with us. This will be another great episode. We got to talk about the fact that we invented a TikTok trend to lead off. Then we're going to look at the NBA playoff picture, the NHL playoff picture, which is live as we speak, the MLB, Tatis Jr. situation, hit a grand slam on a 3-0 pitch, went up 10-3. NFL playoff bubble options, Everybody has a highlight tape during training camp, and it drives me absolutely bananas. The NCAA, D1 Council asking for another year of eligibility, and Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, lays down the hammer. Then we're going to jump into segments, which is a college edition. We're going to talk about the college house essentials and some advice to avoid those rookie mistakes. Advice from the Banner Boys. Plank, play something funky. point you just don't know you just yeah it's, it's it keeps you on your toes <laughs> it's just like every time he, he goes to lay down you grab a bag you're like oh this could be bad you get a carpet cleaner out and then he just smears shit everywhere and god forbid it's to the point now where i walk past it and don't even notice that there's shit on the ground it's just i mean it's just I'm like so a, used to it it's just like seeing you know like a sock on the ground you're just used to it I'm used to it at this point, and that's embarrassing for me. <laughs> but we have to talk about something serious here for our listeners. So um, tune in here. You de- definitely want to listen to this part here. So throughout morning meetings and throughout the day, we kind of struggled um, painting a picture of our episode with headlines, everything like that. This is not an excuse. We're fucking grinders, regardless. But we are going to shift to Friday-only episodes. We're, we're going to make this transition into only doing a Friday episode so we get all the week's headlines. And then, after Friday, on Monday morning, we're going to do a brief, brief episode, like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, very, very brief, where we're going over headlines and our takes, and that's it. We want to make sure that we get that Friday media dump and then all the updates throughout the weekend. So Monday morning, you'll get a brief episode where you're, where you're sitting on the toilet for your morning dump. Maybe you're on the, your morning dog walk. You can listen to those headlines and get everything ready for the week. And then Friday, you get hit with our takes for an hour, two hours. So we just don't know how long these episodes last. But this is something we're really excited about because um, it gives us the opportunity to talk a lot more about sports with so many more headlines. Um, and it gives us a lot of freedom, takes-wise, because we have so much time. Yeah, and it's also, um, we kind of talked about before, um, it's not... We won't not give up on the two episodes a week. It's always a possibility to come back to 
um, especially once football starts back up. So uh, there's just not a whole lot of headlines to consistently be doing to to a week right now. Yeah, and that's a big part here. That's a big big message that we want to relay is once football and stuff starts going, once we start having like sports in the full swing. We already have plans of doing a college football Saturday episode and even talking about the NFL on that Saturday. Uh, we're going to jump right back into as many episodes as the listeners want or as many yeah, as yeah. Uh, me and King of Shitty Takes are willing to dish out. Right, yep. So we wanted to get, you know, business first. That's right. We, we wanted to get business off the table. Business is over with. We'll take care of um, that. Yeah, that's done with. Uh, clean the hands up. We're good. Grant, we invented a TikTok trend. When you said that th- this morning, I wasn't sure what you were talking about, but then it, it ended up making sense. And I still, I didn't, I didn't know that this was a TikTok trend right now. I'm not very big in the TikTok, um, and I know you aren't. So I, I, was, I was surprised that you even knew about this. This was a trend. I cannot recall where I learned this. I don't know any trends. I'm not big on the trends. I'm just awful. I'm not a very hip, hip person. Um, but it's this trend where on TikTok they say, like, it's the blank for me. From what I understand, it's just chirping each other. Right. Like they make fun of each other. So for the King of Shitty Takes, I would say it's the haircut that looks like he got a free bowl of soup with it for me. <laughs> but we invented this. We've been doing this for years. Since we met each other back when we were yeah, just, I've been chirping you just little since freshmen. We first met each other. Yeah. Hey, you were little. You were a little freshman. I was doing just fine. So were you. I remember me and my father yeah. seeing the King of, Shit, King of Shitty Takes for the first time ever. I tell this story a lot. Walking into the dorms, I see this guy. I don't even know him yet. We pat, we crossed paths. Immediately looked at my dad. And, uh, we both agreed. That kid's a douche. I think that was he's got, that. His, he's got his flat bill on, and he's got his big chain hanging out. He thinks he's so fucking cool, and he's some... A uh, little kid from Farmtown, Ohio. It's the hood. Oh, that's a uh, that's a very bold take. Plank, are we sure we're cool with that? <laughs> All right, let's jump right into the NBA. Grant's got a lot to talk about with the playoff picture and what's going on. We're, we're live bullets right now. Live bullets. Yeah, so we uh kind of ha- we got a game going on as we we are recording this with the Clippers and Mavericks. Um, the second half just started in that. Um, we saw. LA already has a one nothing lead in that, and right now they are down by five as we are uh, talking. Um, so we'll see how that game ends up. Um, I think that was the, a matchup that we said is going to be an interesting matchup because Luca, um, and obviously he came out and um, he had a great first game. So uh, I don't think he's going to be able to do enough to carry them over the Clippers, but still fun to watch him. We had on. Tuesday, we had um, an upset, two upsets, I should say, uh, with the Lakers going down as the one seed and also the Bucks going down as the one seed. And I know personally, I can't remember a time that just one one seed went down, let alone two in the same day. Um, and again, the Trailblazers, they beat the Lakers. They're they're the hottest team right now. Um, I said that that's gonna be a fun matchup once the Trailblazers got in that. Um, still don't know if they're gonna be able to do enough to come overcome the Lakers. I think LeBron um, can turn on that switch pretty quickly. 
um, and he still played pretty good last night, um, as well as Anthony Davis, but they just didn't have any help outside of them. The Rockets and Thunder, Houston leads that one nothing. Um, fun series with that one, and same thing with the Miami uh, and the Pacers uh, series. Miami's up one game on them, one nothing. They will be playing again today, um, but like we talked about um, on the last episode, that's going to be a very fun series, very fun series to follow. Um, and then just um, going into tonight, on Wednesday night, we had the Celtics take uh, another big game against the 76ers. The 76ers just look lost out there. They're, they've got it handed to them twice now, first two games. Um, just don't even put up a fight. It seems like so. Um, and you can't even use the argument. You know, like like hopefully that they get it turned around. Going back to Philly, obviously with being in a bubble, so uh, that's gonna be tough to see. Um, if they can't put four games together, that was a series that kind of looked at and thought that it was gonna be a really good series. Two teams, a rivalry. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. These final um, two games, potentially a couple more. Um, the Jazz and Nuggets. This might be one of the best series that we have going right now, um, just because the t- two younger teams um, have some great guys, and uh, we saw Donovan Mitchell go off in Game One, um, it in a loss, but then comes out Game Two, um, and they steal one from the Nuggets. That series is tied actually one to one, and then we had the uh, Raptors and the Nets. The Raptors. Um, Kind of what everyone was expecting. They're up two nothing. Um, they only won by five today against the Nets. Um, but again, um, the Nets. I think they're probably a year or two out. Obviously with Kyrie and KD not playing this year, but Raptors are starting to get hot. They got hot there towards the last week of the bubble of the regular season. So um, be fun to watch them throughout these playoffs. But uh, the one thing I do want to talk about about the bubble, just in general. Um, we saw it. It was Jamal Murray of the of the Denver Nuggets. Um, after game one, I said that Donovan Mitchell, um, he went off, scored a bunch of points, kept the Jazz in the game. Um, he was walking back to his his hotel room, and Donovan Mitchell was just sitting outside on the phone around a picnic table, and you know, he just drops fifty seven against you, and then you're passing him on a picnic table and to walk back to your hotel room. That's something that I thought was funny. It's kind of how we talked about with the AAU-type feel of the bubble. Um, you're just kind of going around and hanging out around around this hotel, but you're seeing all these people that you're competing against for an NBA championship, uh, which is just crazy. You know? You're know, you hanging out with these guys, and then you're playing against them, trying to beat the brakes off them um, two hours later or two hours ago you were. Um, so that's just something I thought is cool to see, um, kind of them all getting along outside of uh, the playing court right now at the bubble. Yeah, I think that's what I was just going to refer to is beyond the uh, storylines on the court with the bubble, which have been uh, really cool to see. Yeah. The bubble clearly has an impact on these players um, and definitely their playing, and especially in the playoffs, these series are being greatly impacted by the bubble. But even outside the bubble, possibly even more intriguing has been the stories uh, in and around the facility that they're staying at. Yeah, yeah, for Uh, sure. We've got a lot of athletes, very, very 
competitive environment. Um, you know, uh, the NBA as it is is very competitive, but then the playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, it's do or die. Yeah. And now you're with these guys, you know. Yeah, and I think I'm staying right next to them. Right. Yeah, I think it was again the Denver and, and Utah series. I guess the the NBA put the at the time when they went into the bubble, the top four seeds at one hotel, and then the rest of them at a different hotel. So at the time they were three and four, and um, so they are just a floor apart from each other in the same hotel right now, and they're playing against each other in the first round. So again, like that's just something. I mean, you think about. Back in like days of traveling uh, sports, if you knew like you would ding dong ditch someone's room because it was your opponent or you saw them, you would know you'd stomp on the floor and uh, you know just stupid shit like that. And it's I mean it's just again you think of these grown men that are fighting for an NBA championship just being kids at a bubble. Well, you remember I know you remember at the state tournament for baseball, um, you'd come home. You'd come home to your hotel, which you're staying in for quite a long time. Yeah, you know, week, a week, week and a half. Uh, sometimes even longer. Than yeah, that. yeah. But you're coming back to the hotel, and the boys you just beat, they're leaving. They're packing up their shit. Yeah. walking past them, and they're all packed up, packing up their car, their bus, whatever they came in. Yeah. And it's fun, but at the same time, it's rough to see. It's like, well, that could be us tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that might be us tonight still. You, you, you don't know. You know, it's... But but yeah, it it it's a cool environment. Um, again, we gotta say it, Adam Silver nailing it. So it's our weekly Adam Silver, and I'm gonna even talk about Adam Silver with the NCAA. Ooh, because I guess he's a double dose. suggestions with the bubble. There we go. There we go. We need Adam it. Adam Silver is phenomenal. Yes, he is. He's been unreal with everything that's going on uh, in 2020. Yes. Everything. Yes, for Talk sure. All right, we're going to continue to follow the NBA. I got to stop saying that. <laughs> we're going to, once again, we're going to follow the NBA <laughs> this, their whole season. This sports podcast, I promise you, will bring you the NBA Finals. Rumor has it that we're going to keep talking about the NBA. We won't stop watching the playoffs. That's what, that's kind of on our agenda. <laughs> so, let's talk about the NHL. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about before I stumble through what happened in the NHL today, yesterday, and going into tomorrow. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch and follow. Like I'm having fun with it. I'm a hockey. Yeah, guy yeah. I'm a playoff hockey. I said it last episode. I'm not afraid to say it. I still don't know exactly. Uh, I don't know when to stand up and cheer. No. no. So you know, I stand up and cheer whenever. If you just yell something, exactly. Like, this guy knows he's something about. has to be happening for you to yell, and just give up. It can be anything. Give, like three hard claps. Yeah, just give. You know, oh, you're right there. Or like a motherfucker, I, <laughs> motherfucker. He's right in the he's right in the crease or something. Right. Throw some uh, throw some lingo out there. Look up your favorite NHL words or something. Sick dangle. Listen to the announcers and then just use that line for the rest of the week. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just yeah, you, you get a just a one just pickup line almost that you just you use, it works and uh and, there, and there's a lot of just them. hammer that one home. Ho- hockey's the sport that you have a lot of those type of just like the one liners. Uh a little a lot phrase. One liners and just use that the whole oh, time. Yeah. Everybody thinks you know hockey. Exactly, yep. But I've said this in the past and I will say it again. I think hockey, I never have bet on a hockey game, but I think it would be a lot of fun to bet on a hockey game. 
I think that would be a lot of fun to watch the game unfold uh, if you have a bet on it when you're not entirely sure what's going on. Yeah, I feel like the over-under is, is a lot of fun in that. Just cause, that would be fun. Because, like, me personally, I mean, same for you. I don't know what a, you know, I know they're not scoring 10, 10 goals in a game, but I wouldn't know to be like, oh, well, this team's really, they, you know, they score a lot or, or their offense is good. Like, I don't know that. So, like, I just, I would bet it blindly and hope it hope it works out. We went from being a sports podcast to just, like, blatantly admitting that we know nothing about hockey. <laughs> yeah. We're working on it. We so are, we are. Um, so, I'm going to work through these NHL headlines here. So, today, I believe it was the early game, uh, lightning over the Blue Jackets and OT again, 5-4, to four, they win. They, they win that series. That was a really exciting... That was the one that me and you yeah. and I were following. Yeah. That was fun to watch. I mean, uh, it seemed like it was an exciting series. For yeah. Yeah, I think it... Um, it didn't, It wasn't a four games to one series. It was a lot closer. Um, obviously, they had the five uh, overtime game. But I think every game was with a goal, within a goal or two, um, which was always fun. You know, it, was, it seemed like... From what I understand, it was good hockey. It was close games. Um, a lot of, you know, they're getting into it a lot, which is a big part of hockey, which is why I like to watch. But, uh, but yeah. One of, those, one of those series that if there was no scoreboard in the arena, you probably wouldn't, you wouldn't have yeah. the series or right. who's winning the right. um, period or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Boston wins. Four to one in that series. They won today, two to one over the Hurricanes. Avalanche whooped up on the Coyotes, seven to one. I'm pretty sure that's an ass whooping. Colorado <laughs> takes that series, four to one. Game five, the Flyers lead this series against the Canadians, three to two. But the Canadians won five to three. And then live bullet here. This series is tied at two to two. Canucks Blues tied at zero. And then tomorrow we have the New York Islanders leading the Capitals in the series 3-1. to one. They play tomorrow at 8. That's game 5. Game 6 for the Stars Flames. Dallas leads that series 3-2. to two. That's tomorrow at 10.30. I'm sorry, that's today. Today at 8. Right, yeah. Today at 10.30. I get mixed up with games. Did you already catch that for me? I was about to. You were about to get on top of it, and then obviously we follow through. If we go to a game seven, that'll be, let's see here, game sevens will be, game seven for the Flame Stars will be Saturday, obviously time uh, not released yet because you're not sure if it's going to be a game seven, and then game six for the Capitals Islanders will be Saturday, and then going into Sunday, game sevens all the way across the board, yep. uh, possibly. That's all that we have for the, the NHL. That's about all we can give you. That's about all we know. Oh, and um, with, I believe this was yesterday, the Vegas Golden Knights advanced beating the Blackhawks in their series. Oh, one yeah. One. Yep. They won uh, Tuesday. Yes, correct. Tuesday, 4-1. to one. Okay, and they, they beat the Blackhawks 4-3. to three. We stumbled through that. There we go. I mean, That's all. we're getting there. It's a work in progress with, with, with hockey for us. By next season, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, no. By yeah, by next season, we'll really have it down. And then two years this might be now, a hockey only podcast. Who knows? Exactly, the sky's the limit. Exactly. 
<laughs> we're gonna know everything about hockey. Oh, Our yeah. first guest was a hockey player. That's right. And That's we right. Admittedly, claim that we know nothing about hockey. Oh yeah, he he knows that too. He he he's well aware. He's taken yeah, us to, to some hockey games and understands our our level of knowledge. Yeah, well, he works with us. Okay, let's move forward into what we know best, I think. The oh, MLB. Yeah. A lot of drama going on in the MLB. I love it. I don't know that I, I, don't know that I love the drama because I want to see this kid perform well, but he's kept up. It's not bothering him at all. So yeah. Fernando Tatis Jr., who we talked about briefly monday's episode to break down the situation here all the drama that's been stirred up hit a grand slam on a 3-0 pitch went up 10-3 after the game rangers manager chris woodward crying crying that this is an unwritten rule and he doesn't like how he's playing the game uh, first of all if you don't know yet if you've been living under a rock tatis jr is an absolute stud out of nowhere oh yeah that uh, stud he's fun to watch He's been a lot of fun to watch, and the stats, the stat line, yeah, is seriously video game worthy, like unreal. Yeah, especially for a twenty-one year old. We said it last episode. He's twenty-one years old, and he's doing all this. Stop saying that. <laughs> it's, Makes you feel it's, like shit. It's unreal. Stop that. Unreal. So, we want to talk about this here. Let's talk about this situation, period. Let's not talk about the unwritten rules of baseball. Let's just talk about this unwritten rule, apparently. Hits a grand slam, 3-0 pitch. They're up 10-3. to And then I also want to mention that he stole third base. I believe they were up 6 nothing. Yeah, yep. And that, they were up 6 nothing, and he steals third It was the base. next day after this. Yes, after that, kind of a, a slap in the face. A big fuck so you to him. let's talk about just this situation with the grand slam. Yeah, what do you I, think about? What do you think about this? I don't have a problem with it. Um, 3-0 count as a, a, a any hitter knows, um, you're probably gonna get a fastball or at least a good pitch to hit there. Um, and as a hitter, you're looking. I mean, if you swing a fastball timing, and you miss it, you're three one. You know, you're still in a great count. So it's kind of as a as a baseball player. You, you're kind of looking for that pitch. And as good of a hitter as he is, you have the green light. Um, and, and my feelings towards it is if you're a pitcher and you're upset about this, don't get in that situation. Don't don't get in a 3-0 count. Or at least don't give him that good of a pitch. Don't throw it right down the middle when he's up 3-0. Um, and especially as a pitcher, um, and again, I, I, wasn't, I was never a pitcher, so maybe I'm in the wrong here, but... When you know that the guy that is leading the MLB in home runs is up in a 3-0 count, don't throw him a fastball down the middle. I mean, I don't care what the score is. You're, I mean, a fastball down the middle is a fastball down the middle. You're going to hit it. Like, it, I don't know. I just I think it's unreal that they're, they're crying about this and making this a big deal. Um, and I think we kind of saw that with how the MLB players reacted, um, whether it was – Sports media or just the players in general, they all kind of had Tatis's back here, and I and I'm right there with them. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take a side right now. Uh, I think the listeners, if you've been following along, will know my opinion on this. But I want to play devil's advocate for a second. If this was a veteran at the plate who does this, hits a grand slam, three zero pitch, up ten to three, does your position change at all? We got we got a veteran at the plate. No, been around the league for a long time. No, I, I don't think so. But 
I will say I think the the position of the Rangers may may change a little bit. If a veteran hits that out, I don't know if they're as upset. You think you think it's the opposite? Yeah, I think that they're not interesting as upset. Because I think one of the main not, I'm not going to say is an excuse, but one thing that people have been talking about is this kid's trying to make a name for himself. He's not willing to take any at bat lightly. Yeah, and nobody should take any at bat lightly. But in the position of a veteran, you know they're not uh, playing to stay alive every game. Yeah, and you know I, mean, I mean, I mean, like you've seen the tweets and stuff. You know, people talk about it. If it comes down to you know he missed out on an extra bonus because he didn't hit one home run or something, you know, because he took that pitch. I mean, that might. I don't think this would ever be his situation because I think he's going to be a superstar for a while now. But, um, you know, that might make or break a career because he took that pitch. I mean, it, it sounds silly, but it, it's the truth, I think. Well, that pitch period might not make or break, but if you keep taking pitches like that, it yeah, can make or break. right, right. And I, I like that position. So let me let me spin it again. Devil's advocate again. What if you're in the other dugout? So put yourself in those shoes. Put yourself back in the college days. We got our team that we're playing. Um, we're running them over. Scratch that. I want to be in the other dugout. I want you to be losing. All right. You're you're losing. You're getting your ass kicked. Guy steps up to the plate. It's a grand slam, three zero pitch, ten to three. What are you th- What are you thinking in the other dugout? I mean, my first reaction where I'm I'm turning to like my buddies, so I'm turning to you. I'm turning to some other guys, and just being like, fuck. Whoa, 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 we're not buddies. <laughs> but continue. I'm I'm turning. I'm like, fuck that guy. But at the same time, like I said, our pitcher was the one that threw that. Like, don't throw him that pitch. And when it's so when it's ten to three in baseball, there's no clock. Obviously, right? You can't just sit on the ball. You can't run the ball. You can't do a stall offense. You still have to get three outs every inning. So do that. Don't let them hit the ball. Well, and I I can see both sides. Being around baseball for so long, I understand the unwritten rules. Uh, for this situation in particular, I don't see a problem. No. I don't have a problem with the situation that unfolded. And I think Chris Woodward, the Rangers manager, crying about this is not only uh, ridiculous, but I think it's really embarrassing on the part of him after yeah. losing like that. And then you come out and say something like that. Well, and it's the same thing. I mean, if he's in that situation next week. Is he going to do that? You know, is he going to have his guy not swing on a 3 0 count? Yeah, it, it, What's this idea of running up the score? This goes for all sports, pretty much. But in baseball, there's just like this it's code of honor among the players, or at least there used to be. There used to be this like code of honor uh, that they all abided by. And this was the unwritten rules of baseball, and a lot of them are still followed today, and others are. are falling by the wayside obviously this is one of them people are going to we saw some veterans i mean some hall of famers come to bat yeah for tatis jr which was really cool to see i was shocked by it 
Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, like, I don't have a single ounce of problem with this. I think it was great. Um, like I said, it you still gotta get get him out. Don't throw him that good of a pitch, but but it was great seeing some Hall of Famers, um, some older guys, and just the entire league have his back. Just because. Yeah, I, this I was, I was shocked by it, but I love this. This is, I mean, if you look at the league the past three years or so, um, especially here in the past couple years for sure, it's becoming a home run league, right? Um, we're seeing power. Um, so I think that plays into this even more. Like, you know, this isn't the old baseball. It's that new school, that, that new age of baseball. I want to talk a little bit here about the unwritten rules of baseball. Just kind of go through them. Just fucking... That's just bullshit about the unwritten rules of baseball and whether or not they're they're legit or they still stand today. Um, a lot of them are going to come up. The listeners at home, if you think of one, I know everybody that's been around baseball or been in the dugout, they know uh, some kind of unwritten rule. Everything that... I mean, there's so many of them out there. Even oh, yeah. individual teams, they have to start ones. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the no bunting during the no hitter. We had this conversation actually tonight. Uh, Trevor Bauer was dealing, uh, and there was a kind of a kind of a show of a bunt. Nothing, no, nothing come of it. But what happens? And, uh, why? How do you feel about the no bunting to end the no no? So I think it it depends on the inning. In my in my opinion, I think if you're doing so it, you're, so you're following this unwritten rule. Late in the game, yes. If it, you know, sixth inning or earlier, um, I'd say, who cares? You know, it's part of the game. But I think once you get to, like, that seventh, eighth, ninth inning, it's kind of, it does go to that unwritten rule. It does, but why? So why is this, why don't you, why aren't you bunting, but you're swinging on a 3-0 pitch when you're up 10-3? I just think... That the bunting part is more of, it's not, it's more of a respect thing for that pitcher. Whereas the 3 0 swing on that, you still gotta get them out. Is, what are you, nuts? It's blatantly disrespectful to the pitcher. Swing on a 3 0 pitch and this poor schmuck's getting beat 10 to 3 already. But, but he wasn't that pitcher that pitched the entire game. He, he, he wasn't so, the one that gave up those 10 runs. The, the, the respect level drops for a pitcher depending on what situation he's in? Yeah, because in, in, in that situation, in, a, in that 3-0 situation, it's 10-3. to That pitcher's in the game trying to get the batters out. Why aren't the batters in the game trying to still score runs? But why is it the batter in this no-no situation finding any way to get on if a hitter knows that they can get on I just, bombing, or they see the third base and sit back on his heels because he doesn't he knows that no one's going to bunt during a no-no if you want to find a way on and win the ball game why don't you lay down a bunt I mean I, I don't necessarily have a problem with it I just think you don't see it as much it's more of that of that respect um, just because I mean, you don't see what we saw with the hitting grand slam on a 3 because it's yeah, but I, I think just a, don't that no hitter is so rare. We see three zero counts all the time. Okay, I I don't know that. So if you knew that you could get away with a bunt, third base is back on his heels. You're kicking. Let's pretend for a second that you are a decent bunter. 
<laughs> and lay one down third baseline and not have to worry about anything. Pitch looks a little slow off the mound, maybe you know, fall into the first base side. You're not bunting? I mean, I probably I don't know. I'm back and forth on this one, I'll be honest. Because You're losing one to nothing. Because that... And I think that's also... I was just going to say that. I think that's also a factor. Because, I mean, if it's... Say it's 5 nothing in the ninth inning, more than likely you're not coming back, right? Um, especially if the guy's throwing no-hitter. But if it's one nothing, you get one base runner on, you steal a base, base hit win, or ties it, wins it, whatever. But that one bunt, that one yeah, hit. That's a thing. And, and, could completely spoil him. and again, doing that bunt is just part of baseball. Like, you got to make that it's play rattled. still. You you gotta go make that play. I right, so so I'm back and forth. Okay, let's talk about standing up pitchers. Whether it's the bat flip, staring them down at the home run. How do we feel about this? I don't like the staring down the pitcher, but I don't mind a bat flip. Why don't you? Why the? I I was expecting either one or the other. So why the switch? Why don't you like staring down the pitcher, but you're okay with a bat flip? I just think. I think. Staring down the pitcher is more standing him up. I don't know if the bat flip. I mean, I I get where the there or, or people don't like it comes from, but I think um, in the right situation, a bat flip like the the bat flip that we all think about is Jose Bautista a couple years ago in the playoffs. Um, that was such a big moment and a huge hit that he, he earned that. He he did that. He earned that, but he didn't go at the pitcher about it. You know, he he bat flipped. He bat flipped aggressive, but he didn't make it to like right in so the pitcher's you're face. You're saying more. You're okay with celebrations, not standing up the pitcher. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm, I I think I'm fine with both, just because thinking about what pitchers have done over the years, we uh, every pitcher stares down the hitters pretty much all game um and then they uh trevor bauer all night does the conor mcgregor strut yeah around the yeah like we've seen some uh, what's wrong with that what's wrong with bauer doing that what's wrong with the hitters bad flip understand see i I think it makes baseball fun it makes it more fun it's not that it has to be played this way it's it makes it more just now will it piss some guys off Oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! If you're staring, if you're staring at a pitcher and he just gave up his fucking third home run of the game and he's struggling out there, is it gonna piss him off? And maybe spark something? Maybe. And, might. and I also, I also think, I mean, I don't have a problem with, with when this happens at all, but I think it's more acceptable in the playoffs, because it's so much more intensified. You know, if it's just a random night in mid, in mid July, you know. Who cares? It's not. Game doesn't have that much implication. Now, in a 60 game season, it does, but in a regular season, um, it doesn't really matter that much, I would say. You know, you can you, you, you can afford to have that game off, that, that one bad game or whatever, but in the playoffs, it's that much more um, in, in intensity, so I think it you see it a lot more there. The intensity breeds these like drastic celebrations, which yeah. I'm fine with. Yeah, oh yeah, these guys yeah. Are excited. They exactly. Should. Yeah, it's exactly. Fun for the fans, it's fun for them. Why not? They it's earned it. The they earned it. Good for them. The 
the last one I kind of want to talk about just because we've been talking about this for a long time and I should have expected this. This is our bread and butter here, but um, just because this one's completely different, uh, talking about the no-no or talking to the pitcher uh, during the no-hitter. Never, never. Never do it, never talk about the no-no, never talk to the pitcher. No. And I completely agree with that. And I, so why is it why is it that you and I are comfortable with like the celebrations and comfortable with running the score out, but we aren't comfortable with <laughs> talking about the no-no? I think mine it goes back to that superstition which we talked about last week, which you know, ironic, whatever. But uh, it's working. Don't let that pitcher, you know, just let him keep going. Let 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 him stay in that zone. Don't get him out of that zone. Um, but then again, you see some pitchers that um, are totally different when they're throwing no hitter. Like they, they want to be talking to people. I I think there I've heard some stories that pitchers, you know, they act t- totally different. They're up there making jokes about the no hitter and stuff like that, um, which is weird. But it, in my opinion, it's it's a big no no, um, and you just let they him know stay. Talk about the no no. Yeah, that's right. You just let him keep going. Okay, I mean, I completely agree with that, but I just do. I, I really do think it's interesting that we're comfortable kind of breaking some rules and not the others. Yeah. And I bet a lot of modern day baseball fans would agree would agree with us. Not the purists. Right. There's a lot of purists out there. It's that new um, school. And I'm assuming Rangers manager Chris Woodward is one of those purists, and mm-hmm. a lot of the a lot of the um, aged gentlemen in baseball are like this. Yeah. And I don't necessarily have a problem with it, but when you're crying about things like this. It's embarrassing for the game. Yeah. Or it stirs up a controversy. I'll give that. Everybody's talking about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's that's probably good for the game, which is great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, let's take a deep dive into the MLB. We promised this. Okay. We divided up these teams. We're gonna do our best to talk about uh, not every team, but a lot of the teams. Uh, so we divided them up into. Let's see here. Four categories. Yeah. Okay, category number one is going to be yikes. Teams are just going to be brutal all year. Like, and it's getting worse, or they've <laughs> been bad all year, or it's getting worse. Category two is these guys... Sorry, there's only three categories. Uh, there's four. Category two is... No, there is not. No, there's not. Yes, there is. One, two... The one's not all uppercase. Three... Oh, I'm stupid. Okay. Uh, it's, it's tough while he's being right. Yeah, four categories. Yikes, already went through them. Next category is these guys ain't so fucking bad, right? So these teams that's like up in the air, we think they're good on some days. Some days we think they're, eh. Okay, solid teams. Teams that are going to stick it out. They're going to be near the top um, of their division or among the league throughout the whole year, I believe. They're just going to be solid teams. They're not going to wow anybody, but they're going to be good throughout the whole year. They'll make the playoffs. And the last category, just absolute dogs. So these teams are uh, stud category. They have been all year, and it's looking like it's going to shape up that way all year. Okay. I want to talk about at least um, a good amount of these teams throughout these categories. Not every team is listed. A lot of them are. So let's talk about the yikes category first. Let's first list off the category, and then we'll take a deep dive a little bit into each team 
not every team necessarily, but teams that you got a lot of information on. How's that sound? Works for me. Okay, yikes. The Pirates, the Mariners, the Royals, Giants, Tigers, and after the last week, maybe the Red Sox. I would definitely say the Red Sox. Okay, Red Sox are now in yikes category. Okay, the Pirates are absolute garbage, despite the fact that they seem to be handling Cincinnati Reds pretty well so far. (laughs) Um, But they dealt with a COVID outbreak. Who knows what was going to happen there? But the Pirates sit at 4-14. This could be updated depending on what they're playing. I don't have exact updates. I'm sure they're playing. They lost tonight. Tonight. To the Indians. Pirates, they lost tonight to the Indians 6-1. to one. Yep. Uh, the Pirates are just going to be bad, it seems like. Yeah. Pirates are going to be bad, just, they, just period. They don't have that one thing to rely on. You know, they're not a defensive team. They're not offensive. They're not pitching heavy. I think they're just below average at everything. Uh, they, uh, they're dogs. Pittsburgh Pirates dog, Josh Bell, is hitting 203. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, you haven't really heard his name at all this year. I, when I was when watching you, when your dog's the game. Struggling, the team is struggling. Yeah, I mean, I was watching the, the Indians game, and they, like, he came with the bat, and I was like, holy shit, I totally forgot about him. Now, let's talk a little bit about the Seattle Mariners, who kind of on the same level of Pittsburgh, but at the start of the season, we kind of saw some things out of that that looked good. Um, at the plate, they looked good. Yeah, yeah, they do but, look a lot better at the plate. Yeah, but uh, nonetheless, they kind of showed their true colors the past couple weeks, or at least as the season's going on. They sit at 7-16. and Not much to say about the Man- Mariners. I believe that they are in the middle or at the start of a rebuild, they're kind of preparing for what's to come. Yeah. Not necessarily what's going on this season. We're going to see a lot of teams doing that. Yeah, I think they've kind of packed it in for the year. They kind of know where they are, um, especially in that division. That's a pretty good division, I'd say. Um, And they're, you know, they don't have a chance. Their pitchers have been decent. Um, but they still have the MLB's worst run differential. Yeah, 50. And negative 47. It's at 50 oh, right 50. now. Yeah. Unless uh, so unless you got... Changed. Unless yours is a little ahead of mine, but I have 50 at least. So it, it's around there at least. The, um, the pitching staff has been solid the past week from what I understand, uh, but they're still one of the worst pitching staffs in baseball. So that's always a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the Boston Red Sox. You decided to put the Boston Red Sox in the yikes category right off the start. Why is that? I, you know, I haven't watched a lot of their games, but I just feel like every night they're just getting their shit kicked in. They don't have any pitching. Yeah, this is a team that it was like all off season. Everyone's talking about them. It seemed like it was really hit or miss. Yeah. Uh, but some people were about them. Others weren't. Like it was clear that they had some issues before the season started. Um, but you didn't expect a drop off in the offense as much as there has been. No, yeah. Uh, I mean, they still got some guys bullpen, in that. This bullpen, and honestly, the starting pitching staff, is brutal. Yeah, I mean, it's guys that I've never even heard of. I mean, it is, ri- it is 
really fucking bad. Yeah, uh, very beyond bad. Beyond just the bullpen, even the starting pitching is, I think, worse than the bullpen. In that yeah, case. I'd say starting pitching is, is worse. This is a major problem, and they continue to just kind of fall on the face of the earth. I don't think and, we're going to hear much from them. And this is and something more. that might turn into a couple-year thing, which is going to be sad. I would be surprised if they're kind of riding this out, um, focusing on the rebuild. Yeah. They some big, big moves in the offseason. They did, yeah. Some interesting moves, and I'm not sure where they're headed. Yeah, definitely interesting. For four years now, they've had a pretty kick-ass front office staff, so... Maybe they they know the direction that they're headed in. I want to talk about the beloved Detroit Tigers. Here's, I feel so bad for these, these fans in Detroit because it's been rough for seemingly forever. Yeah. It's been really hard. They're sitting at 9 and 10, which isn't terrible. No, I think they, they were just are, up there. finding a way to win, but they're just, uh, it doesn't look pretty. Yeah. And, and that's a young team as well. Their pitching staff's a little older. We got a couple guys that have been that have been around the block. I wouldn't necessarily say too much just because they haven't had a great team the past couple years, so they haven't really played on a great team. But their offense is struggling. They don't really have that, that hitter to go to, I feel like, in their lineup, um, and at least at, at, anymore. Um but, you know, they're just not it's, not, it's not a solid lineup. No, it's not. And they kind of, they kind of pushed some things along. Um, yeah. Midway through this 20 games, they kind of made some things happen. But uh, it hasn't been, it hasn't been good since then. They've struggled, I believe, a five-game losing streak. I'm not sure where that's updated at this point or what happened tonight with them. Yeah. Uh, moving into the next category here, which is... Did you do you remember what this is from? These guys ain't so fucking bad. It's from Major League. Right. It's from Major League. I added the right in there <laughs> as the line was these guys ain't so fucking bad. But uh, <laughs> these are these teams that are just kind of floating around there. We don't know if they're bad. We don't know if they're good. Uh, I think there's some potential here with all of these teams to be really good and on the complete opposite end. I think there's potential that these teams could be really bad and they're fooling us. Yeah. I'll talk about the Reds here. Um, the Reds are in this category, leading it off. Um, uh, go through all of them first: Reds, Marlins, Orioles, White Sox, and Brewers. The Reds. There's a lot of pieces here in this lineup. I promise you, there's a lot of pieces in the starting rotation. The starting rotation is absolutely electric. I don't know that you're going to find a better starting rotation. Um, no fewer hits, so many strikeouts, just dominant in the top of that starting rotation then you go to this bullpen which is um, continually awful each time you just don't know what you're getting you're just praying that the starting pitcher hangs around the entire game so we don't have to go to this bullpen and this offense is very hit or miss they have the good days they have their bad days and that's not really the formula of of a solid winning team but I think the Reds have a legitimate shot of pushing their way to the postseason yeah, I so think they're in this category. They show signs of being a good team some nights. Yeah, I mean there are a couple wins, a couple different breaks, um, from being probably in the solid category. I at least in my opinion. A couple uh, without the bullpen. Yeah, yeah. The picture, and I think you're definitely in a solid 
category. There's been a lot of games that have just been lost by the split point. Yeah, right. Um, let's talk about the Miami Marlins. I don't think anybody was really expecting this. <laughs> Not We've at all. about this in past episodes. These guys are they're wheeling and dealing. They're making it happen. <laughs> they're just playing baseball. They're having, having fun. They really are. They're finding a way to, to get the job done despite all the odds, everything against them, not just COVID that they dealt with, which is uh, obviously remarkable that they dealt with this and they're battling back, but also this team uh, on paper doesn't look all that great. No. But they're making it happen. Somehow, some way, the Miami, Miami Marlins are fighting back. It 500 hey. uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see this team push and make something happen. Because they're showing signs that they could be a legit contender. They are, it's yeah. A decent team. I don't, I don't, but here's the thing. I don't know. They're at, at nine and six. Once games may have changed, but they're they're at the top of these standings. Um, it just doesn't look good after you get beat up by the Braves. Um, I'm worried. This is why they're in this category. I'm worried that this isn't legit. Yeah, I'm not saying it's necessarily a fluke. They might have some pieces there that can get the job done, but I'm trending more in the negative direction. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they've lost five in a row, um, so they've been on a, a little bit of a cold streak here, and they're and they're still only five hundred. So uh, that that just shows how good they started. But are they going to be able to get back to that with being such a young team and not really having that leadership? Um, and a bunch of guys that haven't really played together. But them winning uh, as much as they did is why they're in this category. It's obvious that they can win a lot of ball games. Yeah, yeah, they definitely can win games. That's that's for sure. Okay, let's talk about the Orioles here. Those are the Orioles who you've been calling out um, since we started this podcast. <laughs> you've been calling out the Orioles. Uh, episode one, you basically called them I out. I think so, right yeah. Right the start, called right at the Orioles. Yeah. Let's talk about the Baltimore Orioles. So I haven't, I'll be honest, I haven't really seen a whole lot. I've just been seeing, you know, they're in first place, they're best team in American League, stuff like that. Um, right now they're sitting at 500. So, and, and again, they've lost four in a row. So um, it shows that they got off to a very good start. Like we just said, they were um, at top of the of the. Of the league, of the AL East, all that, especially in a, in a time where the Red Sox are down, the Blue Jays seem to be down. Um, so this was kind of a year for them to to be that middle of the pack team, and they just need to be able to, to consistently stay there right now. Um, it sucks because they're in a division with the Yankees, um, and I don't think that they're you know they're not going to be able to com- to compete with the Yankees. Um, and the bad thing about the Yankees, um, they're going to be a team for years to come. It's, this isn't just like a one-year team, you know. The, the Yankees are young, and they're going to be atop of that, the, the one or two in that division for, for a while now. Well, here's the thing with the Orioles. This is the reason they're sitting in this category and not one of the ones further back or up front. Uh, is because they've skyrocketed up the power rankings. These past couple weeks, they've been making things happen. Yeah, uh, they're putting together a, a pretty legit offense, pretty legit offensive production, while having some average pitching mixed into their rotation and then in their bullpen. It's been okay. Um, and if you have a team that's dominant on offense and it's 0 
okay pitching staff, you can find a way to kind of shoot up in the division and then in these power rankings in general. They're making things happen in Baltimore. Uh, and I'm going to be honest, it looks like uh, going against, this is why you're the king of shitty takes. This and that uh, <laughs> NBA Nuggets pick. But, uh, in this episode. But the Orioles, uh, I think, are going to be a team that we're going to be forced to talk about for the rest of this season. The the pieces are here. The offensive is productive. And I believe the starting rotation can only get better. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles ain't so fucking bad. <laughs> uh, briefly want to touch on the Brewers in this category. Uh, the reason they're up here, they yeah. should have been up here last week. Yeah, uh, they're the Brewers, another team out of nowhere. That's a disappointment, I think. The reason, okay, but the reason that they're up here um, is they, see, how do I want to word this? They started off pretty bad, terrible. Yes, they have made things happen. Yeah. um, In these past couple weeks, or at least this last week, um, beating the Once Yelich started playing. Three or four. Um, and they really don't look all that good. Uh, this pitching pitching rotation is rough. Their starting rotation is rough, uh, but they've made things happen over the past couple weeks to kind of push them forward and make themselves contenders. They're at ten and ten. Um, the change, but the reason they're up here is because they look great, and all of a sudden they're here. Yeah, I mean, it it seems like ever since they had the inside the park home run by Yelich against the White Sox, you know the we've all seen a crazy play. Well, not what the left fielder was doing, but it seems like that was almost like their turning point because that's one when, when uh he started getting going, and it's kind of once he got going, him as in Christian Yelich, um, it seems like the team has kind of followed along with that and and started playing a lot better. Yeah, just updating here. They said that 11-11, and 11, uh, the last 10 games, 6-4. and four. four games behind the Cubs, but like I just said, they took 3-4 and four, yeah. uh, from the Cubs, which is a sign to put them in this category. Pushing forward to the next category here, solid, solid teams. Um, teams that are going to be around this top area, these top 10 in the power rankings, going to be legit I think all year might not be like overpoweringly legit uh, they're going to be solid throughout the rest of these 60 games and that's the Rays Rockies Indians and Braves why don't you lead us off and talk about the Indians a little bit yeah so they're starting to to come around um, we've we've mentioned it in previous episodes a couple times at least um, they're a team that usually starts slow I'm not sure why but they did it again this year um, slow start Offense was pretty terrible there for a week or a week or two, I'd say week and a half probably, but um, they're starting to come around this week and um, they've won five in a row, and um, again like I said their offense is starting to play good. We knew about their pitching staff; um, it's one of the best in the in the major leagues, um, and their bullpen's been pitching very well um, to go along with that starting rotation. And then just they've been waiting on the offense to get going, and now it's starting to go. Santana 
past two nights hit two three run homers um and that he was kind of one that was struggling the past week uh Lindor and Ramirez have really um caught fire so um I think those are and obviously we know those are their three um top hitters but um they're they're starting to come around they're 15 and 9 right now they're a half game back from the twins at the top um seven and three in their last 10 and like I said one five in a row so starting to get hot yeah another team uh, in a very similar spot uh, that have started off very slow it seemed like especially for uh, what the Rays were looking at in this off season uh, the Rays started off just as slow as the Indians pretty much yeah and have sparked something remarkable they're 16 and nine only half a game right behind the Yankees on a four-game win streak nine and one in their last ten that's a big big oh player. yeah Oh, you look yeah. at this team at the start. Um, the team in general, watching them, looked legit, but they weren't finding a way to win ball games. They're not in one in the last ten, which is uh, unreal. Yep, so they're starting to find a way. Keeps coming into their own. It's almost very similar to the Indians' slower start, but once they get going, um, watch out. Legit. Yeah. Seems like they're they're going to keep doing this. They're going to keep trending this way. Yeah. And if they keep pushing the way they are, they're going to wind up in this dogs category. Yeah. Um, within the dogs category, we have the Dodgers, A's, Yankees, Twins. And I put in parentheses here the Cubs. Because I don't really know that they belong in this category, but they're playing like they do. Yeah. Yeah, I would say they're kind of right at that point right now where it's questionable just because their past couple games performance um but before that you know they're up here without question so the dodgers here are um red hot 18 and 7 very quietly too two. yeah I mean, there's not a lot going on there I don't, it's I don't just so expected expected anything any different yeah it's a, yeah uh and that's probably why it is so quiet but Eight two in their last ten. The win streak is seven games. Um, Mookie Betts isn't necessarily panning out the way that they wanted to right away. Let them get comfortable for a little bit. Um, but <laughs> they the 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 Dodgers are legit. Yeah, uh, for that's sure. No surprise, no shock to anybody. Definitely. Um, they're seemingly legit with or without Mookie Betts. Dodgers, obviously we talked about them in the first episode of everything, World Series picks. These guys are, they're legit and they're just proving it to us, especially within uh, these last 20 or so games. Yeah, yeah. They're a team that's pretty legit. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to venture out and say not as legit as the Dodgers, but the Yankees have an unreal amount of pieces to be this legit. They do, they do. They just need to stay healthy. Oh, that's their big thing. Um, it seems like every year Stanton and uh, Judge are out for extended period of time. And as we know and as we've mentioned, 60 games this year, you can't really afford to have your stars out for too long. Yeah, the Yankees are already dealing with some injuries. It's like it's expected every year. But they have some guys behind them with the ability to step yeah. up. Yeah. That's what's happening here. Yeah, they got guys um, that are in the minors that should not be in the minors. Exactly. They have this line, this unreal lineup that anybody would be willing to take their their minor league players and put them on a, a 
a starting spot right away. Yeah, oh yeah, there's, there's definitely teams right now that would definitely use some of these guys. Yeah, the, the Yankees are legit, and if they can get their, their dogs, if the dogs can get their dogs healthy, <laughs> uh, they can be pretty unstoppable. Lastly, in the dogs category, I want to talk about the Oakland Athletics. Man, they're fun. Always an exciting team to watch. Yes. They've been just as exciting this year. They uh, the Oakland Athletics, 16-8. and eight. They just, with the Yankees in the American League. They don't seem to lose. Um, I think over they're the just weekend, really they just... I think that's the reason. That's a good yeah. line. They don't seem to lose. And it's because they're so excited. Yeah. And, I mean, they come back wins over the weekend. Um, we saw, like, hit home runs in the top of the night to tie it up. Um, it was just it was just fun to watch. Um, but, but, yeah, they just don't seem to lose playing great baseball. They, they're beating teams. We talked about this. Monday with the Indians, they're beating teams that they're supposed to beat. Yeah. They're taking care of business in the spots that they should, and that's why their record is this good. But yeah. they're a lot of fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. They're a good team. They're going to be a good team moving forward. But they're beating the teams they're supposed to beat. Yeah, for sure. They're making it happen. And it's a team that one of the reasons we're saying they're so exciting is they are finding ways to win late in game. Yeah. The, kind of against all odds. They're just exciting to watch. Rooting for the Oakland Athletics. That's all we have for you with the MLB deep dive and the MLB general pushing forward to the NFL. Let's talk about these playoff bubble options a little bit. So the NFL uh, is exploring the option of having a bubble for um, the playoffs. They're kind of exploring these options moving I think NHL have done. Uh, the COVID tests for the NBA and the NHL have been so remarkable that everybody should be following suit, I think, or at yeah. least looking into it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, with football and playoffs, and you have this much time, and you have people that have already been through it with the NBA and NHL, I think you have time to kind of explore different options with a bubble in mind. Yeah, I think it's a lot tougher to do it with a football team as compared to a basketball team that has 15 guys on it. But um but yeah, it's I mean it's working for them, so it's definitely something that you want to at least think about. It is extremely challenging. I won't uh, argue or disagree with that in the NFL. This will be really really hard to do. But if you're already getting on top of it, uh, and we've already seen what Roger Goodell did with the COVID testing. Dude put it together in a week, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, and got the job done. So now we're kind of ahead of the game a little bit. We have a couple months to kind of get this bubble together. Hopefully uh, they don't do it so last minute. Right. But this is interesting. Um, what I really want to discuss, given this news, is that we're playing. We're playing. Oh, yeah. With. Yeah. We're playing. There's, like, no questions in mind talk about the playoffs yeah it's just a matter of are they gonna be playing on saturdays as well or just sundays i mean it's a go we're on and this is gonna be great for not only the nfl but all these fans and then all the community surrounding all these teams yeah Uh, just bars oh yeah bars gonna be out 
this is gonna be great. Compilation. Seems like some. Seems like there's been a handful of teams that have come out and said that they want to have fans, or at least try to have some fans in at some point. So um, let's go. It's exciting. Yes. Uh, so Ohio announced today. Uh, this was a discussion. I believe it's fifteen percent. Fifteen percent or fifteen hundred fans. Yeah. Depends on which is lower. Yeah, I've seen uh, a lot of fifteen hundred fans all across Ohio. Yeah, I've seen a lot of like the fifteen percent to twenty percent um, fans allowed in. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I like it for, from a family standpoint and from uh, maybe some front office people or something like that. But I don't like my being thing that is exclusive with fans. Yeah, my thing is is. It's a little easier with the NFL, but, like, who do you choose who goes in? Exactly, um, and I and, would rather have no fans at that Yeah, because you're not going to get – it's not necessarily going to be a huge home field advantage. So, at that point, is it worth it? But, it, I mean, it's all it's all a money thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to get as much money as they can this season. Exactly. They're finding a way to make money. But uh, this drives me nuts. So you got, unless you're crazy hardcore following the NFL, there are no headlines right now. No. Uh, but for the highlight tape. Yeah. The training camp. Everybody. Everybody. That's all you see. Like NFL news, you want to go uh, touch up on NFL news, or you want to push forward for your um, above average podcast. <laughs> Everybody's got a highlight tape. Everybody looks unreal. Everybody thinks that their receiver's the best because look at them in training camp. There's nobody with them, and they're just blindly throwing passes to them. But look at them. And the, the thing that makes me, that I love about this is all these are, like, on a seven-on-seven drill. Or, like, you're watching, and, like, the corner, who's, like, a star corner, like, a very good corner, stops running halfway through the deep ball just because, like, it's training camp. It's not legit. Yeah, it's training camp. And that's, then, that's why everybody then the receiver a, catches it. training camp. And it turns into a fifty-yard touchdown. Like, no, nah, the like the corner stopped running at thirty. Like, that's, I don't know about that. It's like um, when you're going, when you're trying to get draft or you're trying to get looked at by a college team, and you pick <laughs> only plays from the game, your tune-up game. Yeah, it was blow up. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, this is the same game. You must just. Like, it was a tune-up game. So right. This kid was just running all over. Right. Yeah. But uh, we have an announcement for an NFL deep dive for the holiday weekend. You want to talk a little bit about that, Craig? Yeah, so uh, we got Labor Day coming up here um, a couple weeks now. And uh, just with it being a holiday weekend, um, we're going to be gone and out doing stuff with family. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I will be gone um, with family. With family. So we kind of talked about doing an episode that will be pre recorded. Um, and an idea that we came up with this morning at our morning meeting is doing that. That that episode will be a um, an NFL preview where we will do a deep dive, um, kind of break down each, not necessarily each team. Um, a whole lot, but at least give um, our thoughts about each team, um, some playoff picks, some some division winners, um, stuff like that. 
might have a segment or two with uh, this this episode, but that way you guys are still getting your your uh, podcast for that 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 week. Absolutely, and I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a really cool episode. I think it gives us a lot of time to prep. Hopefully, we have a really really deep dive uh, for the NFL, and it should be really exciting. It's gonna be right on time. Yeah. Um, once again, I want to make it known that I'm a grinder. I'm ready to record this episode. It is the king of be takes. It's just um, embarrassingly lazy. He's always been just like just gonna be with family. Just gonna be with family that I don't get to see. Yeah. Oh, keep it up. Yeah. Keep it up, boss. That is some C Clark. Yeah, that's right. Let's let's talk about the NCAA. He won counsel asking for another year of eligibility. I believe it was Branson. It, it's from from what I've from what I've seen, they have until Friday to vote on this. But it does sound like it is going to happen, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about this either. I mean, I think uh, it's a. I'm not sure how some of these student athletes feel about this. It. Oh. I don't know. It's just a lot of times it seems like the NCAA especially with Division One, seems to forget that um, these kids are going to school. Yeah. And, you know, 90% of them are not going pro. And, and I'd say 75% of them don't even have plans of going pro. They right. have life after their sport. Um, and they have plans after their sport. And I get this, like, go get a master's degree or something like that. But like, if this is an end of plans, why are we going more into debt? Why are we dealing with more school? Like Right. Why are we forcing these kids to make a decision that they shouldn't have to make? Exactly. It was already uh, t- taken away. The, don't put them in a worse situation because uh, now they have to, have to choose if they want to go back and pay for school or enter the or work, do a job or something like that. And for, I just... I think it's a little late to be making an announcement like this. What I could see potentially is if you made this announcement much earlier in the summer, you could have kids that, that kids opt out that need this extra year for their development, like in an Ohio State or something, or Pac-12 or Big Ten school, just in general. Yeah. Uh, they then take a couple semesters off mm-hmm. and maybe save themselves some money. Um, yeah. Take a little less class load so they can stay an extra year. Um, find a way to get that extra year of eligibility and don't let it affect your academic career or your financial stability in the future. Right. Yeah. It it'd be a lot it'd been a lot more helpful for them. Let them opt out even. Um, because they do have that extra year. You know, if they don't feel safe with COVID but kind of feel pressured because, you know, this is gonna be my senior year or whatever the case may be. And additionally, uh, I don't want to see necessarily anybody be taking advantage of this, or some players get hurt. Like it, this is, I think this is a last ditch effort or attempt to make these players happy when they're clearly all very unhappy at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't think this is a great idea. This is a bad. I, I think it's I a get, bad idea. I get where they're coming from, and I can see that how this could benefit the players, but I think it's a little too late. It's almost insulting. Yeah, I think in the long run, it's not it's not going to be a benefit for them. No, it won't be, and a lot of them see that, too. Yeah, and yeah. That's why a lot of them are going forward about things like this. So, Big Ten Commissioner, Kevin Moore, 
mount the fucking hammer. No more talking about Grant. Fuck Justin him. Fields has a petition going to reinstate fall sports in the Big Ten and has received just under 300,000 signatures. Doesn't matter. Kevin Warren says that, quote, overwhelmingly in support of postponing fall sports and will not be revisited. That's from the Big Ten Council presidents and chancellors. Basically saying, uh, no matter what, we don't care what petition goes out, we don't care what's happening uh, from our parents, we're not playing. Yeah, that's that's tough. Um, especially because so, so, cause so many people have asked for answers and they still didn't really get any. Well, they did and they didn't. I understand big tech experts or medical advisors have come forward and said that the reason that we have canceled is that there are too many unknowns of this virus. There's a risk associated with this virus. That's obvious. But we have no idea what risk is associated with yeah. We don't know anything about these players, their potential issues, um, their cardio issues. We don't know what kind of risk is associated with the long-term effects. The Big Ten basically canceled in the name of protecting these players, which is remarkable. Uh, if we really think on this, the fact that they're um, they don't want to make any money in the, in the fall, you're taking away a lot of football money, a lot yeah, of revenue, a lot. Um, and I think they made the decision for the players, and who knows if it was the right or the wrong decision. But and they might not have definitive answers, but I don't think there are definitive answers out there. It's one where it's 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 going to be the wrong answer. No matter what you pick. So if you would have played, something bad would have happened, and you shouldn't have played. You're not playing. Exactly. And other conferences potentially might play, and then you look like the asshole. Journalists are going to sit on the fence with this. Yeah. They're going to wait for whatever unfolds to unfold, and then play the other card. Yep. If these guys play, if the other conferences play, and they don't have any issues, then they wasn't going to come back to the Big Ten and say, Kevin Warren. Uh, you got any answers for us? And then if you know these teams play, and unfortunately and hopefully not, God forbid they all uh, we deal with some COVID outbreaks among these conferences. Everyone's going to come to these conferences then and say, "Why didn't you follow Kevin Warren?" Yeah, it's just going to be one. It's a very tough situation, and I'm not even going to pretend to know what's going on behind closed doors. What What a lot of these people in the Big Ten are getting mad about is. During his press conference, the commissioner, Kevin Warren, was asked about his son who plays at, at Mississippi State, um, if he is opting out or if he's playing. And Kevin Warren probably had the worst answer he could have to it. He said that his family sat down and had some very tough and, diffi- and difficult long conversations, but he's going to play. Um, and I think... That kind of sat wrong with the people in the Big Ten because um, he's saying, you know, we're doing this for the best of the players, and but he's letting his son go out and play. Um, so I think it's just kind of, you know, sitting wrong with Big Ten people, and that's kind of what they're using, kind of just because they're mad. Yeah, and I don't, uh, I don't love this from Big Ten fans, from the parents, from the people around the Big Ten. 
kind of going after Kevin Warren. Um, I get it. I understand it. I understand that they that this is this is tough to deal with. That people are angry. Parents are angry. Players are angry. Fans are. Angry. Uh, but I think in the long run, we will look back on this and realize that the Big Ten is looking out for the best interests uh, of their players. Um, and regardless of what the presidents have to say or what side they're on. Hope the right decision was made. I hope the I hope the teams that get to play these conferences that do play. I hope they're all safe. Um, but at the same time, if the Big Ten's making its decision, you just gotta ride and die with it. Well, He's laying down the hammer. It's about time to stop complaining about it. Well, all these and I mean I can probably be put in this category too. But all these Big Ten Ohio State fans are getting all mad right now. But we don't even. It, it's too early to get mad about it, I think. Because we don't even know if the ACC and SEC, the Big 12, are truly going to play. You know, they haven't started yet. There there can still be something that happens next week and they, and they all cancel. All college football is canceled, you know. There's there's no guarantee that, they're, that there's going to be college football this year. I know everyone's saying they are right now, but is that truly going to happen? We don't know. Yeah, and going along with that comment, just with my previous comment, um, the Big Ten's pushing for the spring. Um, for all the Big Ten fans, for the, uh, your team, look ahead to the spring. Yeah. Um, Kevin Warren is laying down the hammer saying, we're not playing, period. We're not going to play. Um, shut the fuck up about it. I know it sucks. It sucks. I'd be in the same spot. I'd be upset uh, if the Bearcats weren't playing, and if they don't play, they don't play. I'll be upset about it, but uh, we're in the midst of a pandemic. There are much worse things happening around us. Yeah. Um, so, Grant, uh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I haven't said anything. I just, I told you my, I just told you what I thought. Asshole. Babble, babble, babble. Fuck you. Coach K comments on March Madness, basically Speak- saying. NCAA is screwed if we don't have March Madness. Yeah. We need to find a way to get this done. The goat's right. The goat is right. I will agree with that. Hate to basketball love Coach K. But uh, this is a huge revenue maker for the NCAA. Not uh, just for basketball, yeah. yeah. Everywhere, not just basketball. Period. This is where they make all their money. March Madness. We're already exploring options of March Madness, as they should. We should be on top of this shit. Yeah. Get, uh, the NFL should show you that. The NCAA should show you that. We should be on top of it. Get ahead of it. So there's a potential bubble option out there. There's a lot of different things being thrown out with this bubble. And from what I understand, what the NCAA is commenting about this, about this potential bubble, is they're saying um, there are no stupid answers right now. If anybody has an answer, the, you know, Feed me that line. Let's see what we can do with it because uh, this is so unprecedented and there's so many unknowns. Why not? Yeah. Uh, you know, I why, mean, why aren't we trying something different? Why aren't we exploring these options? And the NCAA is working allegedly with Adam Silver on a plan to work out a bubble. Adam which is Silver awesome. is kind of designing this. He's like uh, the godfather now of the <laughs> bubble. You're going to think about it. In 10, 15 years, think about who can who can build a bubble, and you're gonna go to Adam Silver. Exactly, first man on the moon. 
Adam Silver. <laughs> like those two, those two are hand in hand. Just go, yeah, just just go hand Silver's in hand. Because he designed the bubble. Yep. But I really like this option. I think there could be a lot of storylines with uh, March Madness bubble. I think it will be really fun. I don't think it is that pressing on these players. Uh, in the tournament setting for March Madness, they're playing all day anyway. It isn't going to change anything. No, uh, yeah. In reality, the only thing that's going to be different is these fans and a couple tests. So, why not? I think this could be really cool. It, and if this is what it's going to come to for March Madness, come springtime, let's make it happen. Let's start. Yeah, I agree. These options let's now. do it. Prepare for the worst, and whatever happens, happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean,. You can always prepare for it now, and if you don't have to do it, great. Who cares? You at least were prepared for it. Okay, let's go ahead to segments here. Our only segment is Advice from the Banner Boys. We're bringing this back from a couple episodes ago. Advice from the Banner Boys. We're going like college edition here. We're going to start out with your college house essentials. You know, um, the boys' house, all the necessities, the things that you don't think about. I'm serious. We've been in this situation. We're all oh, yeah. oh, yeah. veterans with the college house. Um, you just don't think of some things right away. And you don't want to be in a spot where it's like, damn, I really do need pee stain remover because I pissed all over the carpet and, and, and I didn't get it. My mom didn't send it to me. So I got to get that. Uh, and then after college house essentials, uh, we're going to talk about rookie mistakes or rookie moves. And these don't have to be just college and most of them are just, just these rookie moves to avoid. We're not going through a list or anything. We're just having a little chat. Just a little bit of advice from the banner boys. These college kids are going to want to tune in. So the King Shitty Takes brother is moving into his first college house. Yes. That's how this conversation came about. And we think we are experts in the college house. Try to be. Yeah, no, I am. You may not be, but I am. <laughs> All right. College house essentials. I think number one is a solid, um, uh, Swiffer's best, but a solid mop with yeah. plenty of like pads and like reach yeah. or like whatever you need. You're gonna need it. Like you're not gonna think about it either until exactly spilled drinks yep. all over the floor. Yep. And kind of t- yeah. to go with that is just paper towels or towels in general because you go through them so quick, like unreal during a party or just in general like for for eating and just it goes they go by so quick that's an interesting one you sound like a you 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 sound like an ra or <laughs> um what are those people called on the, the visit days or whatever the orientation leader orientation leader you I, sound like an orientation leader and no but it, he takes was an orientation i was leader i was but but it's true. Uh, put on his cargo shorts. I never. Polo, I did not wear. No. Try to cheer up eighteen-year-olds. Um, that's not excited for college. Telling them bring your paper towels, kids, because you never know when you're gonna need them. You just said a mop. And I said paper towels. What's the difference? No, complete difference. Mop you can use over and over again. You're telling me to bring uh, paper towels. That's what everybody does. This is college house essentials. Everybody, everybody brings their fucking paper towels. Okay, bad. It's Once bad. No, 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 no. You're right. That's a terrible pick. Keep it up. That's oh, a terrible nice. pick. You're right. You're right. Because because we okay. didn't because there was never any spills in the house. You're right. We put towels down and we oh. had a mop with a Swiffer. Oh, so, so when I said paper towels or just towels in general, that wasn't 
no, part of the towels. No, I was talking about paper towels or towels in general. And that's no, what I then said. You said. Then you said, or you never know no. what you're just going to yeah. be. Paper towels you're right. for what you're eating. No. I'm not going to get a fucking no. towel out for what I'm eating. No, you're right. Oh, you're not? Because I think I can, I think I can, I think I can remember more than a handful of times that you used a towel when you were eating. I've never used a towel when I'm eating. You you didn't. You didn't Why have. Why did I use a towel when I was eating? Unless I shit my pants. You didn't use a rag. A rag for what? To wipe your hands off, wipe your mouth off. A rag? Yeah, yes. I grabbed a dirty dish rag and started wiping my mouth with it. You a fucking moron. So you're on such a high horse right now. Let's talk about bringing pea stainers over. You want to talk about that? No, because that, that's not one of my picks. No, we don't have picks. I just told you we're having a conversation about this. For no, because we're not allowed to have an intelligent answer. An intelligent answer. An intelligent answer is not paper towels. That's on everybody's list. Everybody's going to buy paper towels. It's the first thing everyone's buying. Yeah, and mop isn't. You know no, it's not. Yeah. You, think, mop you don't even was... think about a mop. Yeah, you don't think about having paper towels extra for when you have a party and there's spills everywhere. I think about paper towels. I think about a mop. That's definitely on my grocery list. That's a mop, list a mop is definitely sure. on my list when the floors are hardwood. You don't even know. Okay, so then why do you... no way that you thought about a mop. Yeah, it was on my list. Stupid. Talk about pea stain remover. Move on. You're a fucking idiot. Peace stain remover, get on it. I'm trying to get some sleep tonight. Oh, you are. Nice, dude. <laughs> Will you fucking get to it? Alright, so peace stain remover. Um, it's something you need to have. You don't think that you're gonna run into a problem where you need to use it. You know, everyone thinks that they're they're big and strong and they're gonna be able to fight through it. You're not. You're gonna need peace stain remover at some point throughout your college career. Um, and Maybe every weekend, half the time you don't even know you did it. You're just gonna need to use it. Just, just have it on on deck, on board, and ready to go. Um, Sunday morning turns into an episode of Law and Order. <laughs> Try and touch all the clothes, find out what's wet, what's not wet, and if everything is wet and it's in a centralized location and it reeks of urine, it's likely to, you're gonna bust up feasting. Oh yeah, yep. Because it, it's about to get ugly. Oh, yeah. Uh, just be prepared. Come downstairs to the boys and just let everybody know it happened. <laughs> if you can keep the pea stain uh, remover in your room so you can avoid that embarrassment, do that. Yeah, but everybody knows, especially when you do it in front of everybody. Um, everybody knows. Yeah. Another big one is the weapon of choice. I'm not saying... Um, <laughs> I'm not saying... <laughs> Shouldn't have worded that like that. I'm not saying um, bring any kind of legitimate weapon to your college house, but have something on deck uh, in case a in case a football player shows up in the middle of the night, stumbles in the house, <laughs> isn't sure that uh, it's not his house, and sleeps on the couch. Uh, you wake up to a guy in your living room. You're not sure who it is. Uh, so you got to grab your hammer. Um, grab your hammer from the toolbox and that's your weapon of choice just in case uh, whoever's sleeping on my couch decides to get up and uh, wants to rumble. So you always got to be prepared for something like that. Or if you don't have any locks on your doors at the college house, which is pretty <laughs> typical, anybody can walk in at any moment. Oh, yeah. 
whether they think it's a party, whether they think uh, there's milk in there, and maybe they need some milk. <laughs> doesn't matter. They're just stumbling through the door. You gotta be ready to roll, especially if you're on that bottom level. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Which brings me to my next point here: room locks. A lot of houses aren't gonna have a direct uh, lock on your bedroom. That's a must. Yeah, you, it's a must for so many reasons. Not just for the party or a random person aspect, but just, just to get some privacy. Yeah, you you don't want to be bothered. You don't want anybody stumbling in your room, and especially at a party. Yeah. yeah. People are going to use the bathroom or something, and they end up in your bedroom. They oh get yeah. Piss on the ground. You just don't want any of that stuff. A lot of those freshmen don't know the house, and they'll just go in anywhere. Exactly. Or if you're coming back for homecoming or something like that. Uh, and the boys want to go venture up to your room. Lock the fucking door. Yeah. So nobody goes in there and pees on your shit. And then everyone can't hide their beer in your room. And then they're always in your room. Exactly. You don't want to deal with that. That sucks. Everybody's in your room. You got to deal with that stuff. So I'm going to say, so I don't know if this is necessarily falls into this category, this segment. But I'm going to say old furniture. Don't go out and buy brand new furniture for your college house. It's going to get ruined. Uh, Like, I mean, you don't want to go out and buy a brand new couch, um, brand new kitchen table, stuff like that. You're, it's going to get ruined. Bring, find stuff on the side of the street. Find stuff from your uncle's, your old, your uncle's old shit. Don't, don't, don't go out and buy brand new stuff. Just period. That's a good rule for the house. Yeah. Period. You don't, don't need to buy, buy anything, anything brand new. Yeah. It's it's only gonna be. Buy a new TV. Yeah. It's it's just gonna be there for a year or two or however long you're in college. It's not gonna be everything, your stuff you don't, you're gonna start your house with. Yes. It's gonna be destroyed in that first weekend. Everything. Seriously, you you don't want to buy anything thinking someone's gonna mess with this. Someone's gonna mess with it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't buy anything new for this house. Don't buy any uh, decorations. No. Don't put up new drapes. Get everything you can from Goodwill or from your uncle's shed. Yep. For anything sure. Or from the trash. Yeah. <laughs> Find a way to fill that house up with furniture. With as many couches as possible. As I was saying, and there's never a, a limit on how many couches that you need or want. You can always, no, you can always have it. Yeah. Line the whole place up with couches if you want. They're gonna come in handy. Yeah, you can never, you you can always rearrange the couches to have places to sit. If you need to put a couch that's broken, maybe on the front porch, you do that. You know, you can switch them out. Always a place to sleep then too. Boys exactly. Stay over. Um, there you go. You don't need to walk home or walk back to your dorm anymore. Boom. Yep. Exactly. Done deal. Uh, this is a good one coming in with all the couches. Have a table to destroy. Yeah. Have a solid table to absolutely obliterate, whether it's a pong table or a beer die table or just a table in the middle of nowhere where everybody's throwing their shit or got cans on it, whatever. Have a, have a solid table to destroy. Yeah. Um, a good, like, waist-high one. Um, they're kind of expensive, but it's worth it because you're going to be able to use it all year. It's just going to be one of those ones you can fold up and uh, put away when the parents come just so they know yep. it's not that trash in here. Exactly. It's a little sticky and it's gross, but you get the job done. You know yeah. It doesn't need to be much. Just something to get the job done. Something to destroy. Something that stays up on all four legs. Yes. And, uh, gets the job done. Yes. 
So, this one, I'm kind of stealing it from you, but I think so. But uh, it was something I kind of thought of as well this morning when we were talking about this is cups. Um, you can never have too much cups. Never. Because you're going to, these cups, you, you want certain cups for playing Pong, playing drinking games with, but you also want cups that on a Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon when you're trying to have your lunch that you can drink your water, your Gatorade out of, that, that you can use in your everyday life. Because um, these cups that you're going to use for Pong are going to be destroyed. They're going to be disgusting. No, yeah, buy as many cups uh, as possible. They have a huge pack, they're on sale, find a way. Every time you take a trip to the grocery store, yes. get cups. Yeah. And even if you think you have cups, you don't have enough cups. Yeah, keep getting them. They're gonna, they're gonna be just destroyed. Moving into my next one, while you're at the store, don't, don't fool anybody. You're not gonna cook. Yeah. Don't don't buy some kind of elaborate meal or ingredients like you're gonna go home and you're gonna cook all week for the next month or something like that. Yeah, I think we. Yeah, we. Don't meal prep. Don't plan out your meals. Don't plan out your grocery trip like you're gonna cook. You're not gonna cook. Yeah, you. Buy. Get and a box of 52 taquitos just like everybody else. Yep. And, and everyone does that. Everyone does that. You know, I'm going to start eating this. I'm going to make this. You're going to make pastaroni. Stop stop messing around. Everybody gets their own kitchen. Like when they leave the dorms, they leave the apartment. It's like, I'm going to start cooking. Like I'm going to eat what I want to eat. I don't, get, I don't have to go to the cafeteria anymore. Um, I have a kitchen that I can use. I'm going to eat what I want to eat. Two weeks later... You're gonna miss the cafeteria. And ranch dressing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's Don't exactly it. That's exactly right. Don't waste your money buying a bunch of fruit or uh, big tubs of spinach like you're gonna use. It. <laughs> it's just gonna. You're just gonna. You're begging for fruit flies. It's just gonna rot in the fridge. It's gonna rot there, and you're gonna have a major problem. Or uh, stop buying all the chicken breast. Okay, the freezer's full enough. <laughs> we don't need 30 pounds of chicken breast in the freezer because you want to eat chicken. Stop buying, yeah. Stop yeah. buying. When we all buy a bag of chicken breast, it's all, we have an issue in the freezer. Stop buying frozen foods. We all four boxes of taquitos. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I'm trying to think of another one. There's a hundred of them, right? We can go all day on this. Yeah. So we, can, we can move into rookie moves. Yeah, okay. We'll move forward into rookie moves here. And these are just these moves that uh, it doesn't just have to be in college. It's going to be just regular. A lot of these are going to be college-oriented, though. But just rookie mistakes. You know, things to avoid pushing forward into college or with college house or just uh, in general. This is gonna, this is gonna, I'm leading off of the banger here. This is going to be the, uh, the school the school lanyard. Oh, that, that was mine. Stop wearing the ID, the ID around your neck all year. Everybody knows you're a freshman. They can spot you from a mile away. This is a rookie mistake. Complete rookie move to have your school lanyard that everybody got. Yeah. All the whole freshman class got it. You're not special. You have the same thing everybody else has. Yep. You're wearing it around your neck. Your ID doesn't need to be around your neck. You're going to use your ID to get in the door, and that's it. That's all. Yep. You're using it to get in the dorm. You don't need it around your neck. Everybody knows who you are. Now yeah. I got your student ID, and I'm about to go meal swipe for you. 
Yeah, that's the, the everybody that does that. Yep. Kind of going with that. Um, don't don't try hard. If that makes it <laughs> <laughs> like not no. So okay, so that, that sounds terrible. That sounds terrible. <laughs> don't try at school. No, I, I I didn't mean at school. I meant to fit in with certain groups. Just be yourself. Be yourself. College is all about being yourself. Don't. Don't go in there and be, try to fit in and be a different person. Just be yourself. Those guys are drunk anyways. They don't, they don't give a shit. Do you, man. It's college. Yeah. Do you. You don't got to fit in with any. There, there is no hate crowd. Yeah. There is no crowd exactly. that you have to be in with. There is no mold that you have to fit. Be yourself. Um, somebody's fucking bound to like you. I mean, somebody likes Grant. I like Grant on occasions. <laughs> And don't, you know, make, no one gives a shit about high school. Don't talk about your high school. Yeah, I don't. I mean, well, I, I want to know where you're from. I don't need to know what high school you went to. Exactly. You did in high school. Yeah. Your high school friends. Especially, especially being that, especially being that freshman telling the juniors and seniors in college, they don't care. Those are the last people that and, care. And, and to be honest, it's kind of a life tip. You'll learn. You might think it now as a freshman in college or something like that, or even in high school, that high school is going to be like this big part of your life. It's not. Yeah. It will never be a big part of your life once you leave high school. Nobody cares. Um, it's just going to be a blip. It's a blip on the old timeline. You're not even going to recall anything from high school. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And Rookie moves. No water before bed. <laughs> Don't be a moron. You've been drinking since four. <laughs> okay, it's midnight. It helps. Do the math here. You need you need to mix in a couple waters. It helps. Two glasses of water. Here's my pro tip here. Two glasses of water and then you leave. So it's 24 ounces of water. I do 26. That's just because my water bottle. Humble brag. Humble. Do 26 ounces of water and and a leave or an ibuprofen. I make it happen. And in the morning, bounce back. You ready to roll right then and there. Don't be a moron and think that it's fine. You just fall asleep and everything's going to be fine in the morning. It is not going to be fine in the morning. Get your water and mix in the water. Kind of going with that. The day. Why not? Yeah, oh yeah. Yep. Just I'm mix them in. It's going to pay off in the morning. Don't be scared if you're younger and like, people are going to make fun of you for mixing in the water. That's not going to happen. Another rookie better. mistake is you know uh, what you're doing. Being that, a lot of times it's that freshman, just making that big mistake of the tough guy that can down vodka at two o'clock in the in the afternoon. Which is a good, another good one. Don't take a picture with your drink when I hand it to you. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Don't be the uh, the younger guy or the transfer or anything. I hand you a beer. This is the first time we've ever met. You take a picture with it. Come on. Yeah, that's Come on, bud. That's a rookie move. Yeah, don't don't you know, be sitting there on the couch with the. See that you're drinking a beer on Snapchat. Yeah, don't be sitting there on the couch with the beer sh- on your cheek. Take pictures. Exactly. Don't um, don't feel the need to share everything on Snapchat with that. Yeah. You don't need to. Nobody cares. Um, nobody's watching your Snapchat stories, wondering what you're doing. I know you might think they are, but they're not. Nobody cares. Going along with that, a rookie, rookie moves. A rookie move 
being the loudmouth. Um, it's kind of going along with um, kind of a team environment since we were part humble humbly we were a part of a team throughout college. Um, don't be talking to other people outside the team about team stuff if that makes sense. You know we got a lot of things that we just talk about as a team that we're talking about as a team for a reason. We're not telling the entire campus things. So don't don't be that guy. Yeah, nobody really likes uh, the loud mouth. If things need to stay between the, the, the lines or things need to stay between the team, then things need to stay between the team. We'll handle it, handle it within the organization. Right. That, that does not mean that we are dishing out punishments or anything like that. No, no. Very, very clear. Very, very we're not clear. talking about problems at all. We're just talking about whatever. It could be, it could be gossip or something. Yeah, I'd, just get out too many I don't even know if that happened too much when we were there. But, yeah, we didn't. I mean, there's no punishments, but, yeah. Just some things that that it might even be that someone's going through something or something along those lines, you know. And that's a big one. If somebody's going through something and they're coming to you, um, or coming to the team, or coming to a bunch of close buddies uh, and disclosing that with you, don't go around talking about it. Yeah. Don't be that guy. This is high school. You're not getting any cred for dishing out gossip. Keep between you. Handle some things. People go through some shit in college. It's oh tough. yeah. Uh, there's a lot of different things that people go through a lot of different emotions a lot of different mental changes uh, it can be tough to deal with and so well, this is really coming like a, an episode of Dr. Phil here but yeah. if someone's confiding in you uh, you don't need to be going around spreading out people's business right. mind your business exactly um, this is a good one and I don't think this is one that people pick up on a lot uh, because you wanna you wanna show out for the boys, you wanna help out, you wanna look like you're a team player. Don't order a pizza at the party. <laughs> good good luck getting a pizza that pizza. Yeah, you're not you're not the front porch. And there's already people out there. Yeah, guess who's getting that pizza? Whoever's on the front porch, they're gonna eat it. And you're not even gonna know when it got delivered. Exactly. Don't don't order pizza when there's a party of. Why would you do that? Exactly. That's so just a terrible a, move. Everybody can have a fourth of a slice? Yeah, exactly. What are you doing? I mean, it's, and it's, if you it's are not, lucky enough. It's not cool. It's, you're not like, oh, he ordered a pizza for us. <laughs> no. There's not enough pizza to go around, buddy. Yeah. And you're not even if you are lucky enough, you're only going to get one piece of your own pizza, if that. And the same guy that orders the pizza at the party does this. Don't show up to the party at eight o'clock. <laughs> he shows up. He shows up and then and then orders the pizza right like right yeah. away. I haven't even gotten my drinks yet, buddy. I'm in the <laughs> shower. Why are you coming through my front door dressed like that? <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's still daylight out. Why are you here? Yeah, they're asking, what, what should I order? You know, I don't give yeah, a shit. Don't, no, I don't know. Go home. <laughs> yeah, find a way to go home. Honestly, we could go with these all day, and we could go with them on every single episode. If you have any, tweet us at Gator Banner. We'll talk about it. We could talk about this forever. Advice from the Banner Boys. We'll talk more about the college house, essentials, and the guys in college that you don't want to be the rookie moves. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have for you. Join us next Monday, I guess Monday, for all your headlines and takes. Great, great job, Grant. You too. It was a great episode. Good job. Have a great weekend, everyone. As always, stay safe, be healthy. Keep those feet moving.
plank. Take us into the weekend, buddy. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time.